from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. We're wrapping up 2022. It's Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. Just mere days away from the coveted 2023 a new year, new predictions, and by means where everyone is wrong. I love this time of year because you see kind of where um, uh, people want to take a conversation, but we know where the conversation needs to be if you're in the trenches. It's around identity. It really is. It's around identity and supply chain. Um, those are going to be the two main factors going into next year, and that's where the focus is really going to be. We've got a good show for you all today. Not a lot happening this week. A lot uh, of people are off a lot of things are dying down. So if you're tuning in uh, with us today, thank you. Thank you for being here, Anthony. Um, good morning to you. Um, happy holidays. Um, I hope everyone's counting down the uh, New Year's Eve celebration. Let's get into this morning's show. But before we do it, my delicious, nutritious, invigorating, caffeinated, highly caffeinated double espresso. Uh, I hope you'll join me with your beverage of choice, Coffee Cup Cheers. So we'll start with really what's been taking headline news. An individual is offering to sell the data of more than 400 million Twitter users. Just as Ireland's data protection watchdog has announced an investigation into the recent data leaks impacting the social media giant. Uh, it was the night before Christmas when someone posted a message on a popular hacking forum announcing the sale of a database containing the names, usernames, email addresses, phone numbers, and follower accounts of over 400 million Twitter accounts. A sample of roughly a thousand records was made available for free. The seller is hoping that Twitter offers to buy the data to avoid having to pay a significant fine for GDPR violations. The uh, threat actor pointed to the recent 265 million euro fine issued by Ireland's data regulator to Meta after the details of more than half a billion Facebook users were leaked. However, they said that Twitter has not Twitter has not responded to his offer to sell the data exclusively to the company. Um, the seller has said that the 400 million records were scraped through the exploitation of a vulnerability in early 2022. This is likely the same flaw that allowed the harvesting of data of 5.4 million users. Twitter admitted in August that a vulnerability affecting the system had been exploited to obtain user data. The flaw, which was patched in January of 2022, could have been exploited to determine whether a specific phone number or email address were tied to an existing Twitter account. Twitter confirmed the exploitation of the vulnerability after reports started circulating that the flaw had been leveraged to collect data. Twitter is is, is being very quiet about this, rightfully so. Um, you can't help but wonder if Mudge knew this. Mudge knew about a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, and now that Elon has taken over, it's all coming to light uh, for the sake of transparency, kind of like the Twitter files and everything else. Twitter is, is for, for, for many, uh, viewed right now as kind of, not the Twitter of old, but but this new Twitter is kind of more of a public square than, than the previous Twitter, per se. Um, you obviously see that. Um, really interesting to see what happens here. Um, I, I'm sure there'll be some sort of fine for this. Um, I, I don't see Twitter buying this, especially based on the uh, Joe Sullivan case. Um, do you risk potentially, because they're under FDC consent orders as well, by buying this data back from the threat actor, do you potentially consent or do you potentially subject yourself to some sort of legal prosecution? There's there's a slope here to be had. 
Threat actors are exploiting a bug in a WordPress gift card plugin with over 50,000 installs. Just ahead of the holiday season, the threat actors were actively targeting a flaw in the Yith WooCommerce gift card premium, a WordPress plugin used on over 50,000 websites. The gift card premium is a plugin that website operators use to sell gift cards in their own online stores. The vulnerability being exploited is CVE 2022-45359 or a CVSS score of 9.8 allows unauthenticated attackers to upload files to vulnerable sites, including web shells that provide full access to the site itself. This was disclosed to the public on November 22nd. It impacts all plugin versions up to uh, 3.19.0. The security update that addressed the problem was version 3.20.0. While the vendor has already released 3.21.0 by now, which is the recommended upgrade as well this allows them to steal these gift cards and then subsequently use them online stores good stuff there microsoft is talking about zerobot adding a new exploit and ddos capability the zerobot botnet continues to evolve increasingly targeting connected devices the latest version of the malware zerobot 1.1 adds new exploits and distributed denial of service attack capabilities expanding the malware's reach to different types of iot devices According to a report released by Microsoft last week, Zerobot was first discovered by researchers in November. The malware spreads primarily through unpatched and improperly secured IoT devices, just such as firewalls, routers, and cameras, according to Microsoft. Um, threat actors constantly modify the botnet to scale and target as many of the devices as possible. Microsoft has spotted seven new vulnerabilities abused by Zerobot in addition to 21 exploits, such as Spring for Shell and F5 Big. Uh, which were all discovered earlier this month. The upgraded version uh, exploits vulnerabilities in Apache Web Server software, the Apache Spark data processing engine, and communication equipment manufacturer Grandstream, among others. The updated malware has seven new DDoS capabilities. Successful DDoS attacks may be used by the threat actors to extort ransom payments, distract from other malicious activities, or disrupt operations. Zerobot is written in Go and mostly affects Linux devices. Microsoft claims it found several malware samples that can run on Windows. On Windows machines, the malware copies itself to the startup folder with a file name firewall that exe. Zerobot targets IoT devices with insecure configuration or weak creds. So something to keep an eye on as we head into the new year and ask yourself, how secure are we there? Facebook has agreed to settle the Cambridge Analytica uh, lawsuit and pay $725 million. The proposed settlement is the largest recovery ever achieved in the data privacy class action and the most Facebook has ever paid to resolve private class action. Facebook has not admitted any wrongdoing in the settlement, which still requires approval by a judge in the San Francisco Division of U.S. District Court. We pursued a settlement as it's the best interest of our community and shareholders, according to spokesperson Dina el Kasibi. Uh, Lucci said in a statement that over the last three years, we revamped our approach to privacy and implemented uh, implemented a comprehensive privacy program. It was said in August that they've reached, reached a preliminary agreement, although the amounts were not announced. This goes back to 2018, Cambridge Analytica, which was linked to President Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. Cambridge Analytica has since shut down, but they collected the data of 87 million Facebook users without their consent. According to the company, Facebook was also fined $5 billion in 2019 for misleading its users and imposed independent oversight of its personnel data management. We'll end this morning's show with the software bill of materials. Nothing more agreeable in the entire cybersecurity industry than a software bill of material. Nothing but implementation of it 
is a whole other aspect. We, I think the community as a whole, wants the SBOM. How we implement it is a whole other issue. How we review it is a whole other issue. Um, it, it's not because of, by the way, the, this article is great on CyberScoop and all the links are in the show notes. Um, the federal government is, is, is moving, moves very, very slow. And, and I think that's part of the problem here is the private sector is looking on the federal government to set the standard. And I think the federal government is in over its head here. I think they understand what the SBOM is in general, but I, but I really do think they need private industry to come in and kind of give a few examples so that they can pick one. Um, and, and then additionally, how are SBOM shared um, between organizations is a whole other um, a whole other issue. Um, so a list of software components and libraries and the relationship between them help, helps kind of address the software issues, avoids a solar winds or, or a log for J, et cetera. Um, but there's still a lot of work to be done there. And I think this is going to be one of our bigger challenges heading into 2023. Um, folks, that's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of this week. If you're taking time off, relax, read a book, some really great books out there as well. Um, and we'll talk about those later this week. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.